I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. As Christians, we often feel that we need to put on a happy face no matter what. It feels as though if we're not happy all the time, then we're not living our lives in a way that pleases God. But is that really true? Is it okay to not be okay? And when we're not feeling okay, what should we do? If you've ever had those questions, today you're in the right place. My guest today on Publishing Secrets has experienced all of those same feelings and thoughts. And as a result of her own personal journey, she learned to embrace something that made a difference, Christian cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, if you've never heard of it, don't worry. We're going to break it down for you today. But what you need to know is that it can be hugely beneficial in helping you to overcome the battle of the mind. It's based on the idea that our thoughts and beliefs play a major role in our emotional state. So by changing the way we think, we can actually change the way we feel with God's help. So get ready for a powerful testimony and some tips to help you navigate the ups and downs of life. Enjoy. All right, Lauren. Well, welcome to Publishing Secrets. Looking forward to having a great conversation with you about your journey as an author and all the great things that God is doing through you. Thank you so much for making time to be here with us on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm honored to be here. Mm. Well, Lauren, everyone that we have on the show, what what I love about the authors that I've had the privilege of meeting is each of them have a passion. Each of them have a mission, even I would say, that really inspires them and keeps them going through this journey, which, you know, sometimes can have its challenges. What is that, that burning passion and mission for you? Tell us about it. Um, so, well, initially it was God's prompting. The passion behind it came from wanting to help people who are currently in the same situation or similar situation or mindset to where I was all them years ago. So um, I went through a whole heap of depression, um, self-harm and just feeling pretty useless to be honest um and yeah and now um well god guide me down this path but i'm really passionate about helping other people up and out of that um with the tools that and resources that god has helped me helped me personally through um so yeah you know as you were you were speaking you know i, I think about some of the things that i've heard and 
and seen in the media lately, so many people struggling with mental health and their emotions, right? Recently, just hearing, you know, some people that were really, really high profile celebrities that we think have it all together and and have everything that, that we could ever want. And yet they took their life. So this is, this is really serious stuff that you're talking about and and, and you having been in a place where you battled self-harm. It's so awesome that now that God has given you all these tools and resources that now you're on a mission to help other people that were in that place. Tell us for you, when when you were going through that, um, did you have a relationship with God at that point? Or is that actually what drew you closer to God? Um, I did. Well, I'll put it this way. I was born again 16, nearly 17 years ago. And so this dark valley was probably three and five years ago. So between three and five years ago. Um, so I knew God. I I knew he was there. And even though things got desperate and I um, um, things got desperate and I felt like I wanted to take my life because it was that that intense. I knew I wouldn't because, well, of God, I, I knew I'd had that. Well, I'd had that experience with him, that relationship, that um holy spirit and knowing that he is real and then obviously my kids as well and so i wouldn't i wouldn't actually have done that but what happened was after a period of time of feeling that way i i literally called out to him i was literally on my knees crying my eyes out and i said to him lord take me from this world or help me in it because i'm done so I knew he was there. I knew it. he was, but I just felt so distant from him. It's almost like being in a tunnel or a valley and you just got that tiny speck of light at the end, but you can't quite reach it. You can't quite see it, but you know it's there. It's kind of like that mm. <laughs> at the time. So, yeah, it was just wanting him to take that away. Obviously, he chose the latter. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I, the reason why I think it's so important for our listening audience to hear that who either may be in a place like that right now, having a relationship with God and knowing that he, he's there and knowing who he is, or maybe there's someone that you know that is in a dark place. Maybe it's not you, but it's someone that you know that's in a dark place. I think it's really important in the faith community that we're transparent that our relationship with God doesn't mean that we don't have dark days, that we don't have uh, struggles, that we don't have moments where we're just like, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm at the end of my rope. Um, I know that in, in some circles, I'm, I'm not sure about where you are, but in some circles, it's almost taboo to admit that. It's like, there's, there's a feeling that, well, if you have a relationship with God and you're feeling that way, or you're thinking that way, that your faith may not be strong enough. And I think it's really important that we dispel that myth and that we let people know that they are not alone if that's where they are, if those are the thoughts that they're having. Um, And I think what's really key about what you shared, Lauren, is the right place to take those thoughts, right? 
It's not that we're going to pretend that they didn't happen, that they don't exist or make people feel like, well, something's wrong with you. If you're thinking that that's not, that's not it at all. It's more about where do we take those thoughts and feelings and emotions, making sure that we're taking them to the right place, that we're taking them to someone that can actually help us. And that's, what's so great about your story is even though you didn't exactly know what to do, you knew to call out to God. And that's the message that you can now share with other people. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, having gone through all of that, how you're helping others now, what are some of the ways that you help other people that are in that dark place? Um, so, well, it started initially by blogging. Um, so readers could, like at the beginning, when God first asked me to start blogging, I wasn't quite, I didn't feel like I was ready myself. Mm. And I argued with him for a couple of weeks. And then I was like, uh, uh, and it was, it was funny because he was like, uh, he said blogging. And I was like, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> oh. I didn't know what it was. And I didn't think I was ready, but he was very insistent. And so I decided to listen to him. And um, yeah, and so, so through the blog, through writing um, on social media, like, across social media but my Facebook um group private group is my baby kind of like yours is to you it's you've got this sense of community a sense of fellowship a sense of relationship and it's a safe safe space for people to share and ask for prayer and you know say that it's okay not to be okay and I really do encourage that in that group because I want my audience to know and everybody who's clients and everybody who I come in contact with that like we were saying earlier it's the whole stigma behind Christians with depression and I don't know about anybody that is listening right now but when I was in that place and people used to say how are you I it was I'm fine and that wasn't the truth but I felt like I had to say that because I didn't want people to think that my faith wasn't strong enough so exactly what you were saying and it and it is a thing and people do sometimes feel that maybe not because someone else has said that to you but it might just be a belief that you have in your own mind and and I did too so um I've kind of been there done that <laughs> got the t-shirt thank god for that group that thank god for the group that you have created uh with his help to give people a safe place because often people are looking for somewhere to go and that's why I think there's so much power in Facebook communities because people are on the platform anyway your group provides a place for them to go and to be encouraged and uplifted and to hear that they are not alone. So let's share, what's the name of that community? So that if there's anyone listening that needs what you have to offer, what's the name of the community? Where can they go? Okay. It's mindful of Christ dash improving mental health. So mindful of Christ is my ministry. So that's right. If you want to find me on any of the platforms, it's Mindful of Christ. But that group is Mindful of Christ, Improving Mental Health. So yeah, that's on Facebook. Yeah. So family, as you are listening to this episode, if if you could use some encouragement in your life, 
Um, I want you to join that community. If you know someone that could, could benefit from what Lauren has to offer, make sure that you share that community um, so that they can get plugged in. I think that the most important thing when a person is in that place is to make sure they know that they are not alone <laughs> and they may not have people around them that they feel like they can talk to, but maybe just maybe being a part of a Facebook community of other people that are uh, walking the same journey and having the same struggles, who knows what type of difference that can make. So, so thank you for, for sharing that. Now, I know that that's just one piece of the puzzle. You have some books that you have out there and you also work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Let's talk a little bit about your book ministry. How does that help people that are feeling stuck? Well, the first book that I wrote is, um, it's like a course it includes an eight session course in it um, and it combines CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy with scripture, prayer, biblical meditation. For those of you that don't know what C cognitive behavioral therapy is, it's actually um, the number one talking therapy I know in the UK and the US. I'm not quite sure about everywhere else, but um, it's one of the top talking therapies, those two countries. Um, and it's about changing your mindset. It's turning your way of thinking, your thoughts your emotions as well and your feelings away from anything that is negative or limiting your growth or stopping you from moving forward or having a full abundant relationship with God and so the normal CBT is to turn your mindset around to be to a more positive one so Christian-based cognitive behavioral therapy um the book is does the same but with God as the focus of it so each section so as I said there's eight sessions starts with prayer there there is CBT techniques and questions um for you to answer and it's followed with like techniques and tools for you to use um, and then again, it ends in prayer and then there's scriptures for meditation um, and it's all relevant. And then there's space to keep a journal between each week so or, or each section. Suggest it's done. You can do it individually or in small groups. I, alongside the coaching, do offer support and accountability alongside the book. So I do have a couple of clients which I'm going through the book with. It just helps to give that extra support and encouragement um it, like if you're doing it on your own you might go from one week to the next but not quite make it through so it just it helps you and then also so for instance if I'm uh, so I get my clients to go through the week before we do it and then we review what they've written um we pray together and then by reviewing their speaking out loud what they've written and nine times out of ten they're coming up with other stuff as well which they weren't aware of or other things that needed dressing and then we can pray about that and perhaps talk about that as well um and a couple of the clients go to go from the cbt course and then go on to do coaching because we've picked up 
something in it that needs more work on um so yeah that's 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 the book um there's testimonies at the end of um not of my own clients but testimonies of other people who have gone through mental health or back poor situations and have come out the other side because god has delivered them or helped them through that the prologue is my testimony my full testimony and then we've got scriptures for people to reference to so at times of worry at times of stress um and yep and then there's a section on mindfulness in the secular terms a very short description and then the next page talks about how to be mindful of christ so we're talking about the father son and the holy spirit and how to be mindful of them and the same with meditations tiny write up about what meditation is in the secular terms and what it means and then it goes on to what biblical meditation is and how to and how to do it um so again we're, we're meditating we're having our focus on the holy spirit and everything that god has given us and and the word of god so um yeah that's that's all in there <laughs> yeah well that's that's really powerful so let, let's talk about that a little bit because what i heard you say is that you have taken your your training and your experiences and you've been able to put that into a book that really functions like a course that literally guides people step by step through the things um, that they they need to do in order to transform. But what I really love about what you've shared, because those terms like meditation and mindfulness, those are terms that we hear a lot, but often as you shared from a secular standpoint, and you've taken it and said, hey, here's how it applies uh, to you as a believer. Here's what it looks like. Uh, because I've, I've talked with people that are like, well, I don't know. I don't know about this meditation thing, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into, you know, doing something that really conflicts with my values. So uh, family, as you're listening to this, if you've been looking for something that helps you to explore meditation from a biblical perspective and, and not have to worry about if you're doing something that's in conflict with your values, then you want to check out uh, Lauren's book, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And I loved how you talked about how um, as powerful as the book is, Sometimes we start a book. I will, I will virtually raise my hand. I start a book and I don't finish it or start doing something else. Right. So there is a benefit to having that next step that you talked about, Lauren, where you walk alongside people, you are their coach, you are their accountability partner to make sure that they actually do the work that they need to do to experience healing that they might skip, maybe not intentionally, but we all get busy. We all get sidetracked. It'd be so easy to put that off to the side um, and have all intentions of doing it, but not actually doing it. And I wanted to highlight that so that our listening audience, those of you um, that have written books that are designed to help people to transform, think about taking that next step so that you can walk alongside people and help make sure that they get the benefit that they're looking for because they want it. They do want it. They do want their lives to be transformed. Um, but sometimes life gets in the way and that's a, a way that you can serve at a higher level. And then what, what I also heard is that created an income stream for you. So, you know, you have your Facebook community, you have your books, but then you have this additional income stream from working with clients one-on-one -on -one to help them actually get results. So I'm curious, Lauren, how, how did that all come together for you? Because 
you know, I've talked to a, a number of authors about this and sometimes they have kind of reservations and questions, you know, how do I do all of this? What was your path for all of that to come together where now you have all of these great services and products to offer? Um, well, it's it kind of incredible really, because it was, so after I had come out of that valley, so to speak, and I'd, I resubmitted to God and I gave to him. I decided that I couldn't do things on my own anymore. I was done trying to take control of certain areas of my life, which I felt like I needed to be in control of, or um, there was other areas of my life which I had no control over. And I, I think it was a year or two ago now, and I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna give all this to you. And I'm just gonna have my focus on you and my sole intention was to keep that focus build that relationship with God um like improve my prayer life read the Bible more so I get to know him more and just basically have a relationship with him that was my sole intention I think a month or two later the book was published Hmm. um and then I'd asked a friend of mine to, if she'd be a guinea pig and go through the book um, for me. Obviously we had COVID and she asked if I'd go through it with her. So we did it on a Zoom call and we went through it. She was an A-star student. She was doing all her homework. She was, she was really invested in the course. And she got two other people in my path for me to help go through this book. And then during a, um, a prayer meeting, so the UK do a day of prayer. So obviously with COVID, so it was all online this time, but we were praying about something else. It wasn't relevant. Well, obviously it was relevant, but it wasn't relevant to this. Yeah. Um, and we were praying and I heard God say, it was almost audible. I heard him say, I want you to do one-to-ones. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm just going to write that down and I'll get back to you, God. <laughs> We're kind of in the middle of something here, but I hear you. <laughs> so it took me it took me a long time to learn to not just listen, but to respond mm. to what he's telling me to do as well. I mean, like I said, I was a Christ- born-again Christian for 16 years. It took me 14 years to actually do what I was told. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Um, so it's not just about prayer. I'm just going to quickly throw this out there. It's not just about praying to him, making an effort to pray to him. It's about listening to him. And it's not just about listening to him. It's about acting, acting on what he's telling us to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I did what I was told and I pushed a few different doors and some of them remained closed. And then coaching came up and it was like the doors were so... <laughs> who just just blown open wide and um yeah by may i'd finished my coaching my christian no sorry my accredited life coaching certification um and i set up coaching officially as a business on my website and yeah got started so um that was the journey and then then speaking came into play and again that was another thing I hadn't planned do you mind if I share this actually no, go for it. it's no, a quite an incredible story um so I'd had this so the reason 
of the whole depression before is because so I'd had this condition since I was 14. So 24 years, I had this called neurocardiogenic syncope and it would come and go in seasons. And so it had gone long enough for me to pass my driving test. And um, uh, I was not long been a single mom. I was working for a Christian charity. Things were great. I had another really bad episode, which put me in hospital. Um, I was in hospital for a week. I lost my job. They asked me to leave. Um, to they revoked my driving license and I was so ill for three and a half years. I couldn't leave the house on my own for a year of that. I barely left the house at all. And probably for a good few months of that, I couldn't even sit up without passing out or passing out a number of times a day. So because of all this, that's when all the depression kicked in. Anyway, so the reason I'm telling you that because the then because I'd started doing podcast interviews back in March and speaking at summits and other things and anyway, my someone had asked me if I'd head up a conference in London with them when he was he was going to come over from America do a conference in London and he asked me to head up with him, and so in my head I hadn't left the house I was thinking I don't think this is possible so I said to him I'm just going to pray about it and get back to you anyway God told me to one evening during prayer time he told me to message him back and say yes and I was like I don't see how this is possible but okay the next day in another interview um the lady prophesied um, said a prophecy I mean literally 15 minute interview we didn't talk anything to do with speaking at all and at the end of the interview she goes oh I can see you on stages speaking and then she cut the call and I was like I was left thinking huh <laughs> yeah okay um so I messaged her saying why did you say that and I told her about the what God had said the night before and she goes well God's been asking me last two months he'd been asking me to prophesy over my interviewees so I was like okay well that's quite a revelation I'm, I'm still not knowing how this is possible considering I can't even leave the house on my own and so during a training with um my group so I'm group coaching I'm part of a group coaching program we had a training session there were 375 people on the call and one of the coaches said something about aha moment I stuck my hand up they got me on call Anyway, for the I told them I managed to tell them a little bit about the story and what happened the previous those two nights about the speaking and my condition and everyone prayed for me on that call. And then during me talking about this time for the first time in 24 years, I declared and I in my heart that God was going to heal me. And that was like incredible enough. And then I started so I hadn't had an episode for a few months. And I started to get a bit more confident. I've been going out a bit more with the kids. I had a wheelchair with me and I'd even started um, going out a bit more on my own. As long as I had the wheelchair, I felt like I was OK. Anyway, three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, I was on the bus on the way back from my friends. And this woman got on the bus and said, um, she's, the bus was half full. I was obviously at the front with the chair and she looked at the wheelchair and she said to me, who's that chair for? And I go, oh, it's for me. And then she goes, well, what's wrong with you? 
like that. And um, it's a little bit offended, but <laughs> I said, um, oh, it's neurocardiogenic syncope. And then she goes, are you a Christian? And I went, yes. And she jumped up. Well, she was already up. So she put her arms up and she goes, great. I, I said, and she came over to me and she goes, you know, it's finished, right? And I said, Jesus on the cross? Yeah, I know. And she goes, yeah, but you know it's finished. You you know he's died for you, right? And I was like, yes. She goes, well, it's finished. You're healed. You don't need that wheelchair anymore. It's done. Don't look back. Look forwards. Wow. And then we then we prayed. I stood there at the front of the bus with my hands open. The bus was half full. And then we started praying for people wow. on the bus. And then she got off. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, since then... That was clearly a message from God. I mean, what person? I mean, us Christians, we know that if God's saying something, we kind of need to say it. But if in the world you don't go up to a stranger with a wheelchair and say, you don't need that anymore. So it was a clear cut sign from God to tell me that I'd been healed. So I've been going out for walks. I've been going out for walks this last week and I'm just praising and thanking God. And yeah, I haven't stopped sharing. <laughs> wow. I don't blame you. Yes. That is definitely a testimony that has to be shared. And it's just amazing. I'm sitting here hearing you say it and I know it's true, but it's like, wow, God is, is truly mind blowing sometimes. Right. And we don't know who's listening to this right now that may be up against what they feel like is an impossible situation. Like I've been dealing with this for so long that they might not even believe that it's possible for that situation to mm. change. But your testimony, you sharing that just now, I'm just believing that it's given somebody hope that no matter how long it's been, no matter how dire it seems, no matter how much your brain is telling you that it is not possible for it to be done. God can, in fact, turn that situation around. All you have to do is to be open to it. I could almost envision you uh, because when you were describing it, you, you motioned with your hands out and being open. And sometimes we have our, our hands closed and not just our hands, we have our, our hearts and our minds closed. And so if we could just be open, if we could just be open to the fact that God can, in fact, turn an impossible situation around, then we can see some amazing things happen. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, God has certainly been performing miracles in your life in so many different ways, just from you being obedient and following through on what God told you to do. It's just been door after door after door, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I, I hope that our listening audience is connecting those dots that mm -hmm. obedience often creates opportunity. And so if you want more opportunities, <laughs> say yes, be obedient to what God is calling you to do. You were able to get your book done in record time. You start coaching people and speaking is now uh, something that you've added to your resume. It's just a really, really inspiring story. Lauren, I wonder... You know, there are people in our audience that, you know, they're hearing your, your story and your journey and they're thinking, wow, I don't, I don't know that that's possible for me. I feel like there's so many things that I am up against. 
what has kept you? Like, I wonder if you could share a little bit about like how you were able to, to, to trust. It, it sounds like it was almost it was a part of you that wanted to believe. And then there was another part of you that was battling doubt. I, I talk to people that, that face that all the time, every day, especially in this journey of being authors. How did you work through that? What, what was it really like for you on a day-to-day basis? How did you handle that? Oh, gosh. Well, it was completely different this time. But because of the condition that I'd had, had I'd had it for so long and it's come and gone in seasons, It's it was from a human perspective that would have been really hard because I would have thought oh it's just another season that it's eased up a little bit that's that's fine but to have that confirmation on the bus a couple of weeks ago was just like incredible and it's it's about I think the key here is to to be make sure we're listening make sure that we're in tune with the Holy Spirit and we're having that relationship with him and it's about putting our full trust in him but it's like like what you were saying a minute ago my 13 year old my 13 year old said to me we're out on a walk a week or two ago and he goes mum do you think he was really thoughtful and he goes do you think it's because you're doing what God asked you to do or because you've you've done this book that you've been healed and I was just like that's 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 quite um <laughs> impressive for a 13 year old boy um, <laughs> so yeah I was so it was I think the key pivot point was that surrender and it's that whole letting go and letting God and that's every single part of our lives we need to be giving to him and then trusting him um I mean like I said this I'd had that condition for 24 years when we pray and we asking God for healing or we're asking God to shift things or move things or do something he's going to say one of three things it's going to be yes no or wait so we've just got to keep that trust we've got to keep trust in his timing mm-hmm. and it his word is is good he 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 makes promises to us we can't just pick and choose what we read from the bible i mean we can't just say oh yeah that's a bit good but we're not going to listen to the other bit i mean i'm talking about jeremiah 29 11 and that's one of the verses he gave to me just as i was starting to come out of it and or just before or at at the time and I was like it plans to prosper me and not to harm me and I was like at that time I was still really unwell and I felt that I didn't have a purpose because that was another big thing for me I felt like I didn't have a purpose at the time and so it was really having to believe what he was telling me and it's the same for everyone we need to believe if we're believing in him and we're believing the word of God, we need to believe all of it. And the way to do that is through repetition, meditation, declarations, um, like biblical declarations. So we've been chosen. We, we can say that it's, we can do all things through him who gives us strength. So we can say, I am chosen. I am strong through God. 
I have a purpose. I have a plan. And we can really incorporate those scriptures. And that's why meditation is so important. So we can remember them and really get them from our heads into our hearts. Mm, So yeah, sorry, I went off on one. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a blessing. And I was just thinking as you were, you were talking about the importance of scripture, your latest project incorporate scripture and journaling, like really getting the reader to reflect on some very thoughtful questions that you included in your book and to to make it personal uh, for them to explore what it means for them. Um, Before we wrap up, I'd love for you to tell our listening audience about about that that project and and how you feel that kind of complements the work that has already been started, you know, through your cognitive behavioral therapy course and book and all of that. How does this new project complement that? Okay. Um, so yeah, that was published and launched last week. Um, so it's called Indestructible Faith, Prayers and Prompts for Journaling. And the result of which is to improve your resilience against well, life, <laughs> storms, difficulties, um, to help you to be able to deal with that and most importantly to build your relationship with God on that solid firm foundation and it's like I just want to quickly share this image if that's okay um that's first where I think it's in Matthew where it's talking about um the rain came down and the storm came but you stood solid because you were your house was built on the rock so this image I just want to give you and the audience to just imagine you're in that house and it's storming outside the winds are battering against the window the lights are flickering and it's it's pretty horrendous out there but you are sat on the sofa in a cozy lounge maybe the fire's going but the most important thing is that Jesus is sat there right next to you and you're at complete peace and that's the whole core and the whole foundation of this book is to, yes, there might be storms and stuff going on outside, but you can still experience God's peace right at the centre. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea of, of the book, really. So there's 28 sections. Um, it's a journal prompt book. So each section includes scripture. And then it's like a devotion to how that scripture applies to you um, and why it's relevant. And then the questions and there's space in the paperback and the hardback for journaling in the ebook. You're going to need a <laughs> notebook. But um, yes, yeah, so there's space for journaling. It just helps get your mind thinking of that scripture and your faith and growing in that and how you can start applying that to your life and what it means for you and then it ends in prayer and it's all relevant each section is all relevant and then there's 28 sections it goes goes on like that um so yeah it's called indestructible faith prayers and prompts for journaling Mm -hmm. two powerful books um i want to make sure that our listening audience um knows how to get them Maybe it's for you. Maybe you can be blessed by one of these books, or maybe there is someone that you know that you can gift these books to that will help them. I I love the title, Indestructible Faith, because storms come, as you said, there are going to be things that, that test our resolve. And having a resource like this 
to be able to remind us of what scripture says um, and to apply it to our own lives is really, really powerful. So Lauren, tell the listening audience, where can they go if they want to learn more about your books, um, your coaching programs, all that you have to offer? Okay, so the books are available on Amazon. Um, so yeah, just pop in the titles there. I will send you the links. Um, otherwise, uh, you can also access them on my website. So that's mindfulofchrist.net. And you can find the blog feed. So the blogs for the last three and a half years, um, all to do with mental health, well-being, faith, um, Bible study, and then you've got the coaching. You can access all that on there. You can book in a free 15-minute introductory session um, with me as well. There's links across my website to access my calendar to do that. And then there's the shop on there as well. So you can access the books on there. Mm-hmm. All right. So make sure that you check it out, family. Mindfulofchrist.net is where you will go. Uh, and make sure that you follow Lauren on social media as well and get plugged into her Facebook community. And I really appreciate uh, you being here and, and sharing so transparently the journey that God has had you on and the miracles that he's done in your life to inspire our audience. I wonder if before you go, if you could just speak to our audience one last time. You you know what it's like to deal with a situation for a really, really long time. You know what it's like to struggle to believe. And so I wonder if you could, before you go, if you could just speak to that person in our audience right now that, that maybe they want to get their book out and, and they're just feeling like, I don't know if, I don't know if I can really do this. Or maybe they're at that point where God has even told them, listen, you need to be working with people one-on-one. Your book is a great start, but I need you to do more. But they're saying, no, I, I I'm not ready. I can't do that. What is your number one piece of advice to the person that doesn't think it's possible? Okay. Firstly, all things are possible with God, according to his will. You can do all things through him who gives you strength. You can. And the, I think where it comes is it's up to you. It's your choice. We've all got free will and it's your choice. Um, so I just want to encourage you to look to him, look to God, reach out in prayer, spend time getting to know him and really listening to what he has to say to you because he loves you and you do have a purpose and he's got plans for you. Um, it's up to each of us to listen to him and work out what those are if you don't know them already and if you do know then perhaps it's time to step off the boat well i hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of publishing secrets where our mission is to inspire you to write publish and profit in a way that honors god if this episode has been a blessing to you go ahead and hit that subscribe button then rate and review And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.